0: Whether your kids are in homeschool, remote school, returning to a classroom, or a hybrid, there's something universal for all of us. Back to school means back to endless snacking. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. I mean,
1: listen, we know that kids snack constantly all year round, but back to school season has a shifting from easy summer fruits and popsicles to packable snacks that work grab and go, whether the kids are grabbing and going from the kitchen to their
0: workspace, from the kitchen to the backyard, or maybe they're going back to their school building. Also, despite this being the strangest back to school season ever, we love that back to school always gives us an opportunity for a reset including finding new snack options
1: i love new snacks and our latest favorite find is bada bean bada boom a super crunchy vegan gluten and soy free snack made of roasted broad beans it comes in 13 delicious flavors including buffalo wing everything bagel nacho cheese my personal favorite sweet cinnamon
0: and megan's favorite zesty ranch Honestly, my kids cannot believe that these tasty snacks are made of beans. And I can't believe that a snack this delicious has 7 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber per serving. All with a crunch that rivals potato chips. Seriously, listen for yourselves.
1: Bada Bean Bada Boom is perfect packed in a lunchbox for kids or stashed in your home office snack drawer or gym bag. Or really, anywhere else you might need to grab a delicious high-protein snack.
0: Go to BadaBeanSnacks.com backslash Didn't I Just Feed You to get 25% off your order. That's B-A-D-A-B-E-A-N-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash Didn't I Just Feed You for 25% off at checkout. Healthy snacking has never been simpler. Bowl meals, like they really do help you use up all kinds of leftovers, not just what's in your fridge, also what's in your cupboard.
2: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids.
0: Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. This week's episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is all about bowl meals. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you found yourself with an extra minute, hey, leave us a rating and a review those readings help more busy home cooks find us okay so i megan
1: i feel like in several recent episodes you've been like yeah and that episode we did on bowl meals uh, and i would yes. like <laughs> i would flip through my very slow moving brain and be like uh okay like yeah we've done sure, over sure, sure. 100 episodes now so yeah. And then the other day I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I really don't remember doing that. And it turns out we have definitely talked about bowl meals in other episodes. We've talked
0: about a cookbook. You have a colleague who wrote a cookbook, yeah. right? It's called Buddha Bowls. It's by Kelly Foster. We had her on to talk about her probiotic book in January of this year. That feels literally yeah. years ago. <laughs> I mean, it is. Um, <laughs> And we have a hummus episode. Yeah, I think that's the one that I always think is like the bull food episode. But it's not. Or bull meals. Yeah. But like it's not really. And every time we do a Thirsty Thursday live on Instagram where we get together, we just have a cocktail and catch I'm I'm making like a pot of rice or I've like prepped the ingredients for us to have bowls. And so I think I just like... And basically, bowl meals PR person at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
1: that reminds me of? Do you know there's a comedian who's blown up during quarantine? I think his handle is at JT Firstman. Yeah, and he did the
0: banana breads. He did an impression of banana breads PR person. Yeah, like and right, right after feel quarantine, like- when everyone was like bacon banana bread. It's so good. I feel like we've linked to it in a recent episode but we'll link to it again because basically if you haven't seen Jordan Firstman, you need to stop everything you're doing and go watch it. Yeah, it's
1: he's hilarious and I feel like you could do a riff off of his banana bread PR person impersonation <laughs> the full meals PR yeah. person
0: <laughs> you're Listen, like we're going to do this we're going to do this, do we're going to make this happen Everyone will be making you soon, I you're, promise. You're going to use up leftovers. You're going to learn about sauces. You're going to make a cheap dinner. Anyways, yes, bowl meal. So I keep talking about it, and I've roped Stacy into doing a whole episode about it so I can stop being a liar <laughs> when I say that there's a bowl meal episode. There is. This is it. So let's get started. Okay, You're the queen of bowl meals.
1: Am I, though? I feel like you are. I mean, between the two of us, you are. So let's go with it. I
0: think this is one of those like I like concepts where people do it, but they don't realize that they do it. They wouldn't be like, oh, this is a bowl meal. And it's essentially like a small formula where you cook a grain. um, Although I kind of think like hummus bowls even though there may not be a grain involved. Count yes, as a I wasn't going to
1: interrupt you, but I want to talk about disrupting the idea that a grain has to be the base of a Yes.
0: But I think pretty <laughs> typically it's a grain. So yes, we totally. do we do rice a lot just because my kids really like that and it's inexpensive and we have rice to use up. But it could be quinoa, you could cook farro, basically any kind of grain that you like. And then I'm like, "Oh man, do oat like savory oats count as yes. a bowl meal? Yes, 100 totally can. Okay. Noodles, I think, count rice yes. noodles, rice, noodles, or even so regular noodles. pasta.
1: Yeah, I recently made one with fideo. You know those
0: broken that
1: broken yeah, spaghetti. that's
0: such a good idea. Yeah, I never know what to do with that besides like put it in soup. So now I'm. Definitely gonna steal that idea. And then I think, and it's almost like two thirds of your bowl is your grain. And then the other third is like this mix and match area of like, could be protein, could be all veggies, could be beans. And I don't think that you can have a bowl meal without having a sauce on it. That's my strong opinion. I don't know if other people would agree with that, but I think sometimes that's the the difference between it being like, leftovers on top of rice and truly being like a bowl meal is to put a sauce on it now maybe you feel differently like maybe the way you finish a bowl meal is that you put lots of fresh herbs and almost like a quick salsa or a little quick little salad on top of it on top of it or yogurt those are two ways you would bill us it yeah (laughs) but i feel like that is i think yogurt counts as a sauce in this in
1: this regard i mean but even like a dollop of yogurt or sour cream I still feel like a sauce is necessary, so I'm totally with you. The yogurt or sour cream feels like the healthy fat aspect of it, which could also be like seeds, nuts, a little olive oil, tahini, um, avocado. I think you're right that a sauce or a dressing, which is, I know you're thinking about dressings when you say sauce, that those are included, actually bring all the elements together. You need something that ties them together. One of the beautiful things about bowl meals, especially the way they're presented on Instagram, is that people kind of like parse it out. You know, it's like you can see the beautiful grains and then avocados over here and then beets are piled up over here. But actually like you could just put out like five containers of leftovers and just
0: eat out of them separately. You need something to unify the whole oh thing. Oh, my goodness. I feel like this is an Instagram meme just waiting to happen. <laughs> because <laughs> let me pull back the curtain for just a second and say, last night we had a bowl meal. Like We had rice. We had leftover grilled pork tenderloin. I pulled out some pickle veg. And, like, I presented this very beautiful bowl on Instagram and was, like, shouting out rice because I do have this deep love affair of rice. And I do feel like we should do a rice episode because culturally, every single um, type of cuisine has some rice dish, right? And everyone... Pretty much everyone, you could ask them, like, what was rice like for you growing up? And even if they're, like, from the Midwest, they probably have some sort of funny rice dish. Maybe it's a chicken casserole or something that their mom made with Campbell's soup. And I just find that wildly fascinating. Anyways, all to get to the point that, like, I presented this neat, very compartmentalized image on Instagram. And our kitchen looked like the refrigerator exploded. Like, that <laughs> I is just hilarious. Pull, just pull out the leftover containers i like grated a carrot right onto the cutting board chopped a cucumber right onto the cutting board and then everyone like comes by and builds their own bowl i'm definitely not taking the time to make everyone else's bowl as beautiful as mine and the minute i'm done taking an instagram picture i'm like literally tossing the whole bowl as fast as i can To like evenly distribute every delicious bite. So it's exactly. a funny like Instagram versus reality. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Like all those little piles of things. <laughs> I mean, <if> you <laughs> Don't pull them together. Like what is the point? The deliciousness is about bringing all of those elements and flavors together. So I agree with you. That was a long way of saying that I think sauces are key. So... Going back and listening to our sauce episode is really, really important because I think that the great thing about bowl meals in terms of convenience for a busy family cook is that you can pull it together in just a few minutes if you're not also taking a photo of it for Instagram. Um, You know, you can just like pull out those leftovers and you want that sauce because that is where... It could take up a bunch of your time. You want a pre-made sauce that's kind of all purpose or have several of them, so you have some options waiting for you in the fridge. Of course, like if you're making a bowl meal and you have some time to cook dinner and you want to make a special sauce just in particular for this one bowl meal, go for it. But for me, bowl meals are really about using leftovers, taking all those disparate pieces I have in the fridge and pulling them together into a coherent, delicious meal. So having a sauce pre-made is often a lifesaver.
0: Yes. Also, a sauce pre-made includes a store-bought sauce, right? Oh, hell yeah.
1: Totally. (laughs) Especially now that I'm on my condiment kick.
0: Yes. Okay. We have to do a whole condiment episode. Oh, yeah. I think it might be, be like a little bit helpful to talk about sort of like flavor combinations. I think a lot of people... and. And this kind of leads into an interesting appropriation conversation that maybe we won't dive too much into today. But like a lot of people think, oh, you're making a rice bowl. It's Japanese or Chinese or Korean. Like it's some form of Asian that most people will be like, it's an Asian profile, which is like totally not fair to how diverse the Asian countries are. But like You could make a rice bowl that's like pizza flavored, like chop up salami and put fresh tomatoes on it and like mozzarella cheese. And that could be on top of your pasta like you're talking about, cold pasta. And maybe the sauce is like a tomato vinaigrette or red wine vinaigrette. And it has like lots of basil on it. It doesn't have to be this like, I don't know. What do I want to say? Stolen culture? Yeah, (laughs) Um, I know um, what you're saying. Asian rice bowls.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, you know what? Now you have me going. I think we might need to develop this for the episode. Okay. Using the fideo, a traditional way of cooking down fideo is cooking it in the tomato sauce. Mm, That's one way to do it. And instead of making it soupy, using less liquid so that it kind of like gets dry and like seeps into the pasta itself. Okay. And then using that as a base because you have a tomatoey pasta that isn't too saucy, and yeah. then putting chopped mozzarella on top, chopped pepperoni or salami. Oh my gosh, that'd be
0: so good. Okay, it's happening. I have it's so happening. much basil in my front yard that needs to be used. Up okay, today. but we here's a question it. for you because okay. I
1: know you wanted to drop ahead into flavor profiles. We're going to get to that not in a ready. second. Well, I want to go through like the different elements because you talked about a grain like uh, as the base. Let's call it a base for now.
0: So we have a base. Do you need to have veggies? I mean, this is like a great great question, right? Like how important is it that our kids eat veggies? I think yes, in some form. But that doesn't mean like your veggie can't be a salsa that you store bought at the store or that your veggie can't be like, ro- you know, leftover roasted veggies. I'm trying to think even tater tots, although then that might be like a base and I might just be yes. going off on a whole tangent oh. of a bowl. Woo. So yes, I do think veggies are a, com- a key component. In fact, they can be the star of the show when it's when you're making a bowl meal. Absolutely. So for me, veggies have
1: to be a part of it. But I agree that it doesn't have to be like tons of kale and broccoli. And But for me, the whole idea is that a bowl meal is the meal in and of yeah. itself. It's contained. Yes. And mm-hmm. since I try to serve veggies at every dinner, that would be an important element to me. But as I've said a thousand times over, like sliced avocado is often our veggie for the night. So right. that's sliced a really great option.
0: Sliced cucumbers forever and exactly. ever, amen. Or pickly vegetables from the fridge, things yes. that were previously made, which could include, like, kimchi if your kids are not spice-averse, pickled cabbage, pickled red onions, sauerkraut. Yeah, so many different, like, pi- do you ever get those pickled jalapenos and carrots? Yes. Those are so good when you do, like, a taco-themed bowl night. Okay. So um, veggies okay. are the key component so, for you. a base veggies veggies protein protein protein's fun and it's the place where I use leftovers the most but it also can be like a no cook thing right like you could put hummus on as your protein you could drain a can of chickpeas and dress them with like a little olive oil and vinegar and put them right on top what other kind of proteins do you do lentils canned lentils I always Um, forget about canned lentils. Why do I forget about canned lentils,
1: I don't know. You know, I used to too, but I recently put a couple of cans. Oh, it was for quarantine. I grabbed Mm. a couple of cans because they were at the market and I just wanted some extra canned beans. And I've since kept
0: buying them because we use them up. It's pretty great. Yeah. And you said eggs before I went on my lentil tangent, which could like, we do like a soft a jammy soft boiled egg a lot on top of bowl meals but that's also like a way for me to meal prep like i'll cook a big batch and then we'll eat like four or five with dinner and have the rest for breakfast the rest of the week but you could also do a fried a fried egg on top or even scrambled eggs on top if your kids are that are into that i wrote a long time ago about this sort of like omelet it's not really an omelet it's like almost you make pasta ribbons out of an egg i wrote about it on kitchen so we'll link to it in the show notes but basically you can cook a really thin layer of scrambled eggs roll it up and then chop it sort of like you would do for fried rice and a lot of times we put that on top of a rice bowl for the kids if we're having fried eggs and they just think it's like really fun it's like an actual egg noodle
1: yes Okay, so I think those are the basics. I like to think about healthy fats too sometimes. Um, Sometimes that overlaps with my vegetable or with this other category that I want to talk about, which is just, I don't know, the extra category since I'm me. Um, (laughs) And like, that's where I'm talking about like cheese, kimchi, pickled onions, all that delicious stuff, but also nuts, seeds, something crunchy. Um I think that really really helps too
0: having a little crunch. I love a little crunch. Were you I feel like we might be on the same same wavelength right now where I'm about to tell you that I put one of our sponsors bada bean bada booms broad beans on top of a bowl recently and it was yes. so good. And that gave me like the protein plus the something extra. I feel like the something extra category might include fun fats. And it's like a big, broad category, and you should have three things from that category. <laughs> I like it. Do you like I making like, arbitrary, bold? Yes, I like you're making you're giving a structure, Megan. Okay,
1: yes. Okay, okay. So let's get back to flavor profiles, but first, let's hear more about our favorite thing in the world, cheese. This fall, more than ever, we're looking to pack our fridge with ingredients that give us maximum flexibility when feeding our families.
0: And the number one ingredient on our shopping list always... Cheese!
1: Cabot Creamery has been a longtime favorite of ours for making award-winning
0: cheeses available at conventional supermarkets and at regular supermarket prices. From shredded cheeses to make everything from homemade pizza to enchiladas, to snack sticks and cracker cuts for packed lunches and -and grab-and-go snacking, Cabot always has a cheese that makes it easy. And the cherry on top,
1: or should I say the melted cheese on top? Mm. <laughs> Cabot is a farm family-owned co-op that gives back 100% of their profits to the farmers that produce their fantastic cheeses and is a certified B Corporation
0: dedicated to sustainability. Check out this week's show notes for our favorite Cabot cheeses and visit cabotcheese.coop, that's cabotcheese.coop, to learn more about Cabot Creamery and find a retailer near you. Okay, so we mentioned Asian flavor profiles, which I feel like we could get into a little more deeply. We mentioned pizza, I've also mentioned taco. What are some flavor profiles slash bowl meal themes that you like to do, Stacy?
1: Can you guess what my first answer is gonna be
0: Greek yes <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell
1: you why I think Greek flavors lend themselves to bowl meals because The way that Greeks eat reminds me of a little bit of what I was saying before, where like, if you don't pull it all together, you just have like all these different containers set out on the table, right? You're having leftover chicken and your leftover rice or whatever. And that's pretty much how Greeks eat. Like they literally put 500 plates on the table. (laughs) One (laughs) has like tomatoes and cucumber. The other plate has feta with olive oil. Another plate has some like grilled fish with lemon on it. So everybody just kind of like picks and they make a plate taking from each of the elements. And that's basically what you're doing with a bowl meal. So, you know, quinoa, rice, brown rice, these are all really great bases. Now, if you want to go into like hummus territory, there's also a ton of dips. There's an eggplant dip. There's tzatziki. I, You know, listen. People talk about Greeks eating hummus, and the truth is, at least the Greek food that I know in the regions that I'm at, more familiar with because of my family, we don't really eat hummus.
0: Yeah, but we talked about it, this in the hummus episode.
1: It works. It works. Yeah, you know, so you can have either a dip or a grain as your base. A very simple protein like grilled fish, broiled fish, grilled chicken, feta cheese, obviously olives work, capers work. I'm going to say something. I wonder if the other Greeks listening are going to agree. You know, there are canned, there are some brands of canned stuffed grape leaves. Usually the vegetarian ones, I feel very weird about eating anything canned that has meat in it. So vegetarian stuffed grape leaves, there's actually a brand that I get on Thrive that I'll link to in the show notes. Oh, that are perfect. absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious because they have like a nice lemony, olive oily sauce. So that's a great something extra that you put on top. You know, I put pickled red onion on top as well. It's like less quote unquote traditional, but it works. You know, some chopped tomatoes, cucumber, a dollop of tzatziki on top if you're not using a dip as the base.
0: And it's delicious. It's like one of my favorites. I have sort of a weird question that somehow my brain like went on this thread. Would you ever do like torn pita as the base of a Greek bowl? I think of, it just made me start thinking about like fatouche and either crunchy pita or fresh
1: pita. Yeah, that's a really, really good thought. I've never used it as a base, but I definitely have crunched up pita chips and put it on top as that something extra as the crunch, like instead of nuts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> my brain is exploding with ideas since we opened up the chip category <laughs> as oh something crunchy. yes yes
1: yeah because you know how pita chips like at the bottom there's all those crumbs that aren't big enough to use for hummus because we yes. typically eat pita chips with hummus yes otherwise my kids are going to grab tortilla chips And then when they can't eat the hummus with pita chips, they just kind of leave the dregs there. I always save that to put on top of something. Something pretty.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I love how you're like, you know, with pita chips, uh, how about with every single kind of chip or cracker or anything? (laughs) Even breakfast cereal sometimes. I'm not sure how I'm going to segue breakfast cereal into bowl meals but definitely we do like barbecue inspired bowl meals a lot in the summer where we have like leftover barbecue chicken and we'll put barbecue sauce on it as like the unifier and putting crunchy potato chips on top or something i haven't done yet and i feel like it's a really big missed opportunity and what about like fritos yes Mm. oh my gosh (laughs) So see, bowl meals, like, they really do help you use up all kinds of leftovers, not just what's in your fridge, also what's in your cupboard.
1: We're geniuses. you know, I can't believe we, (laughs) I can't believe we didn't talk about grits, because grits would be a good base. Yeah. I was just thinking about barbecue chicken, right? So, like, grits on the bottom, barbecue chicken, some, like, pickly something, topping the whole thing
0: off with. Fritos. Oh, that sounds delicious. You know you want that. Also, I do want that. <laughs> also, if you can do grits, then also polenta is another base yep. that you can use. And now that we've opened up the pita category, you could sort of riff on a panzanella type salad or bowl meal and do leftover bread or bread cubes as your base. Oh, that's so
1: smart. So actually, I'm really glad that you brought that up because where I was just going in my brain is that really bowl meals are kind of a heftier version of a big loaded salad. And I think that that might be like a good reference for people because I think people have a framework for how they put together like a big salad. I'm talking like a chef salad, a barbecue chicken yes, salad, yes. um, what people tend to call quote unquote, Chinese chicken salad with the crunchies and mandarin oranges segments. So take that idea, take that framework. And instead of, you know, greens, leafy greens being your base, think about using a dip or a grain or a pasta And then building all that stuff on top. And instead of just a vinaigrette, expand to other sauces as well, whatever works with your flavor profile.
0: That is like the perfect little segue into one of my favorite things about bowl meals that we haven't really talked about, which is also like a strategy. So if you want if you personally are like I want a big crunchy salad, like it's the end of August. Um but my kids are like not really into leafy greens and I don't want to make like an entirely separate meal making a, like a pot of rice or even buying like one of those packages of pre-cooked grains from Trader Joe's. You know, I have the, like the 3 grain blends and they're like fresh packed and all you have to do is heat yes. them up in the microwave. Do that and then you can have your crunchy salad And your kids can have a version of all the toppings as a bowl meal, which isn't, like, the thing that I love about bowl meals. The thing I love about bowl meals is – and they work so well for families who have selective or picky eaters because everyone gets – exactly what they want and in this idea that there's like a Venn diagram of dinner like stuff that you like stuff that your kids like where do you meet in the middle a bowl meal like lets everyone just have what they want and feel satisfied without you having to cook an entirely separate meal for that night totally I think that's really really important because a lot of parents are
1: dealing with picky eaters, selective eaters, whatever you feel comfortable calling them. Um, Yes, But also there are a lot of homes where the parents are eating two different ways. You know, we've gotten a lot of questions about like, my husband's on a keto diet and I (laughs) try to like not eat too much meat and my kid is selective. So this is a really great way. I love the Venn diagram as another reference for how you can think about What ingredients you want to buy that can go into bowl meals? Because you don't always need to plan it. It doesn't always need to be this perfectly composed thing where you're like, oh, this is my Greek bowl meal. Let's make sure I have feta and tzatziki. You can just think about that Venn diagram, buy ingredients in each category, think about a couple of ways that they can come together, and then you know, do that on the fly as you need to.
0: Yes, yes. And thinking about your family's favorite meals, like. The things that you cook every week that you already just have those ingredients on hand, like maybe you do crispy tacos every Tuesday and you just buy or cook extra of those things, then you already have a bowl meal built into your meal plan without really having to think a lot about it.
1: Yes, which brings me to our intentional leftovers episode, because that's a fantastic strategy for making sure that you have what you need to throw together a bowl meal on your busiest night. Yes.
0: I feel like that might be everything I have to say about bowl meals today, but the more I cook them and eat them, I'm going to have more to say. So let's start a thread in the listeners group. I want to hear how everyone else strategizes bowl meals and other theme ideas, because I think we didn't even scratch the surface of ideas for bowl meals. What do you say, Stacey? I agree with you. So, you
1: know, I but at the same time, because it's so big, I think really like taking a step back and not thinking about this as like having, you know, 10 bowl meal recipes in your back pocket. And really, this is a great place to empower yourself to trust your taste buds and kind of just Experiment and go with it. So, again, like think about the salads as a way, as a framework. Think about that Venn diagram and then think about flavor profiles that you like. And if you kind of just stick into a flavor profile, whether it's like barbecue chicken or it's Thai, (laughs) you know, you can really go wild in between. So, I'm sure this will come up more. And will you also please, next time you share one of your Gorgeous Bowl Meals on Instagram story, the humongous mess <laughs>
0: <laughs> that it took to do your beautiful styling. I so we can can't wait. It's going to be the greatest meme ever. I love <laughs> how you went from like sort of philosophical. You're like, yes, trust your taste buds. You can do it. And then you're like, I want the tea. I want you to pull back the curtain. On I do. Your messy life. I do. Pull it. it back. Pull it back. <laughs> I'll never forget. I go, it asking, hi. And I go low. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget asking Catherine McCord to show us her empty lunchboxes on Instagram. Because, you know, she always shares the like beautiful ones, but we never see what they come back looking like at the end of the day. I think we she, need to call. It's back to school season. Maybe we I know, should. We need to call she her. She never did and be it. Like, I don't hey, think she did it. What's up? Yeah. She said what? she would. Yeah. All right. Hey, didn't I just feed you ju- squad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> at Catherine McCord. Be kind and respectful. She's our friend and we adore her. But let's see those empty lunchboxes. We just have receipts. That's all we want. All right. For more pettiness, make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter. Actually, we don't get petty in our newsletter. We get practical. We send out two a week. You get a bonus recipe in the one that goes out every Tuesday. And you get our favorite Friday find every Friday. That's why we called it that. You can subscribe to our newsletter from a link that we have on Instagram or just directly from didn't I just feed you.com.
0: And be sure to find us on Instagram where I will share my messy bowl meal behind the scenes. And Facebook where we are at didn't I just feed you? We'd also love to have you in our private listeners group on Facebook where you can join with the code word whiskey. It's our favorite cocktail or by telling us your favorite cocktail. And hey, if you have a minute and you're sitting in front of your computer, we would really love to hear from you. Go ahead and leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe. You can find the link to do that right on you.com. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jimendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week.
2: Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Look
1: for our listeners group on Facebook. The answer to the question is whiskey. Whiskey? You're not allowed to drink whiskey. It's alcohol.
0: Hey, don't press stop yet. We want to remind you that if you haven't joined Thrive Market, our number one back-to-school grocery store, you can still get 20% off your first order by signing up at thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you. That's on top of the 25 to 50% off they already offer on traditional retail prices. Go now and save big.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.